Hey, welcome to Living Simply with Sam. I'm your host, Sam Palmieri, and each week we will talk to people just like you and I who are trying our best to find our balance when it comes to fitness, nutrition, mental health, and just day-to-day life. We all know how chaotic life can be, and hopefully this show will help you see things a bit more simply. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the show. This is episode seven, and today we're joined by Cynthia Rendon. Um, Cynthia actually just won the Mari Llewellyn New Year Challenge, and she won $5,000 from her, which is super exciting. Cynthia lost about 60 pounds in her weight loss journey so far, and she's here to talk about all the good, the bad, the ugly. So let's get into it. Welcome, Cynthia. Hello, everyone. And hi, Sam. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to have the opportunity to talk to everyone today. Of course, I'm so glad you wanted to share your journey with us. I know you haven't really talked a whole lot on the whole journey and and everything that's included in it. So I'm really honored to have you talk on my show about it. So um, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, um, what you do for a living, and anything else you want to share, and then we'll jump right into everything fitness-related. Yeah, absolutely. So right now, I'm currently a registered dental hygienist. I do that full-time, six days a week, so that's my full-time job. I go in, clean teeth, take x-rays, do all that fun stuff, and I'm also um, a bride-to-be, so planning my wedding all that fun stuff that comes with it, bachelorettes, parties, all that good stuff. And then I am also documenting my fitness journey on all the platforms, TikTok, Instagram, and just creating content for all of my followers with my fitness journey. That's crazy that you work full time, planning a wedding, still work out. I know you still hang out with the girls. So we're going to get into that in a little bit, but I commend you so much for managing to find time to do everything and like having this really good balance with it all um so let's start from the beginning when did you start to notice that you were gaining a lot of weight when did you you know I guess you know everyone when they start their fitness journey they sort of feel I guess uncomfortable um whether it's with the way that they look the way that they're feeling so when did you start to notice that and um Did you think there was anything that was causing that? Yes. So I graduated college in 2019. And right away, I wanted to do the whole city living with roommates. And that's exactly what I did. I moved back home for, I think, three months. And then I got everything I needed to start being a hygienist, moved out and moved into Boston with a couple of roommates. And was just doing the average thing that anyone would do, which is going out, having fun in the city, working, and then just eating out. Then the pandemic hit March of 2020. And that's when I started to gain a lot of the weight. Those roommates that I had were just not a good fit for me. They just they were fine. There was no problems. It, we just didn't really get along with each other. And there's nothing worse than not being comfortable in your living space. So at this point, I was already dating my now fiance. So I was going to his place almost every single day. 
And I didn't feel comfortable cooking at his place because he had a roommate also. So at this point, I was eating out at least dinner every single day. With the pandemic came a shutdown throughout Massachusetts, and I was out of work for three months. My roommates were working remotely at home. So they were kind of taking over the whole apartment. Mm -hmm. At that point, I think I was like my boyfriend's roommate. I was at his place constantly. And at that point, March of 2020, I was eating out at least lunch and dinner, just whatever was near our town. Mm -hmm. Then we were off work for three months. And then we got noticed to head back to work in, I believe, end of June of 2020. At that point, I go to put on my work scrubs. And I remember vividly trying on my work scrubs. I kid you not, I couldn't even get the pants up my thighs. And I couldn't get the shirt, like, past my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Like, they just wouldn't fit. And at that point, I think it was when I realized that I had gained weight. But I didn't know how much. I mean, I got on the scale probably right after. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point I had gained just within three months, probably 30 pounds. It was a massive amount of weight that I was gaining really quickly. Mm-hmm. Do you think <clears throat> now, have you ever struggled with weight in the past? Is there, um, do you think COVID was the COVID and I guess the roommate situation, do you think that was the main cause of it? Or was there anything like, did you grow up like, eating out all the time and like getting like habits from that. Cause I know like for me, like my mom cooked every night at home and like, so I was sort of, I was sort of used to, you know, cooking your own food and making your own meals and eating dinner at home. So I know a lot of people will take whatever they had in their like childhood and bringing it with them into their adulthood. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I think my childhood has a big factor in my weight loss journey I've struggled with weight since I can remember. I mean, I never was the biggest girl in the room, but I never was the smallest. Um, I actually never really felt like I've seen my body portrayed a lot on social media. I mean, I'm very athletic build. I have bigger shoulders, a wider back. I'm not curvy, especially being a Latina. It's so hard. Like Latinas are known for being like, you know, curvy Mm -hmm. and all these things. And it's like, I'm not like, I am the far opposite. Like, I wish I could just grow a booty. Like it's just not, it's not there. It's not there. Um, And it's hard because I grew up in a very Hispanic culture um, in middle school and high school. And you see all these different traits in women and you don't have it. And it's hard Mm -hmm. growing up. I ate whatever my mom made and Hispanics are known to cook with a lot of oils. We fry a lot of our food, a lot of rice, a lot of carbs, you know, it's like, carbs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. It's, I almost want to say unhealthy, depending on what you cook as a Hispanic, but that's normal for us. That's our culture. But unfortunately, with that, growing up in that environment, yes, I was overweight at a young age, and I always had to struggle with losing weight. And unfortunately, when you're young, when you're 12, 13 years years old, and you want to lose weight, Mm -hmm. you're probably not doing it the right way. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Now, with this weight loss journey, like do your, I know you lost a lot of weight and everything and you're very like slim build, just like you said, athletic build. 
Um, do your parents or any family members ever like have anything to say to you about it if you don't mind talking about it? But I know a lot of times we'll get those microaggressions from family members, friends, stuff like that. So do you experience any of that? Yeah, so a lot about my fitness journey was also my mental health journey. Growing up, um, I love my parents throwing that out there, but we just weren't that super tight-knit family. We're not affectionate. I never had affection growing up, and I think that affects people a lot when you don't grow up in a household where they're showing you that love and affection. Mm -hmm. Were they there to support me? Yes, they were supportive. But there's a difference between having parents that are loving and affection and just supporting you because you're their child. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I think that they honestly didn't even really know that I was losing the weight mm -hmm. um, because I see them maybe like once a month gotcha. uh, in person. So when I was losing the weight, I pretty much just was so focused on this journey that I didn't really see them until I had lost maybe 40 pounds. And they were like, whoa, like you've lost so much weight, but we're, we're not close enough for them to, they don't really give input in what I do. Gotcha. Um, I've always kind of been on my own since the beginning, since I was young, I've always just had a lot of pressure. And I think that molded me to be this independent person. Mm -hmm. And even up to today, like my parents don't really have much to say about what I do, if that makes sense. Like they don't, like they don't care mm -hmm. almost. Like they're just like, wow, you lost weight. Like that's awesome. But like they have no idea how much hard work I've done to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. Like they're just like, oh, awesome. Like you lost weight. Like that's great for you. Yeah. Like it's just like, like it, it doesn't like it doesn't normal process that it's such an achievement for you that you're so proud of yourself for all this work that you've put in yeah. and you're seeing these results that you wanted and then not getting that like oh, I'm proud of you good job like whatever like yeah gotcha that's how I grew up like going to school was you know almost like that's something you have to do mm -hmm. like you graduated college like yay congrats but like do you want like a reward for it? Like you should have graduated college. Like that's how I grew up. Gotcha. So from them, I don't really get that support, mm -hmm. honestly, okay. from my parents. My sister is one of my biggest supporter and she knows my whole journey, yeah. but my parents are different. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's crazy how like different environments play such a huge role on us and we don't even notice it until we get to this point in our, adulthood and we're like oh I remember this back then this is what the this is where I'm getting this from and this is why it's affecting me like this like it's so much of our childhood and we don't realize it until we're in that moment and something happens and then we're like the light bulb flips on you're like that makes sense now um absolutely so going back to when you put those scrubs on after you know the COVID um shutdown what was going through your head? What was your mental health looking like right after that? Because I know that could be a very emotional um, time to do something like that and to realize how much weight you've gained and whatnot. So walk us through that. So I actually went and I bought another size bigger. I believe I was already fitting really tight into a small. So I went to a medium 
and I went home because I didn't want to try them in at the store. I remember just feeling so poorly about myself. And I went home and I tried on the medium and those actually didn't fit either. So at that point, I think I just, I knew I had gained weight, but at this point I still didn't really care. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I just, I did not care. I don't know what it was about it. I went and I bought a large, bought like three pairs on Poshmark or whatever Mm -hmm. that store is where you get them super cheap from like people that have already bought them or worn them. And I just went about my day. I, I just did not care. Honestly, I was having fun with my boyfriend. I was starting to move into another apartment with roommates that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just having fun. So around June of 2020, I knew I had gained weight. And I knew that it was a lot, but it like didn't trigger in my mind yet that this was an issue. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. When did that trigger go off? So that very, um, that picture of me in the black bikini that I use as a transformation photo, I took those around August of 2020. And when I took those photos, I took a bunch, a bunch of different angles, the back, the front, the side, like everything. When I looked at those pictures, I didn't even know who I was. At that point, I was like, I had never seen my body that way I've never like, I, I, I didn't even recognize myself like mm-hmm. I looked like a completely different person and at that point I was like this is a problem like you need to do something because the road that I was going down was just more weight gain like I could have just kept on spiraling out of control mm-hmm. um so when you so at that point when you saw those pictures was it like something immediate next day you're starting a program you're gonna cut out all like what what was your next step after that so I started off very slow like the way that I work out now the way that I eat now took a long time to get there Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's fine I think everyone needs to find what works for them so that was probably around August of 2020 I didn't start to really work out till maybe December of 2020. So you just started on your food first? Absolutely. So I was still eating out quite a bit because I had, again, the new roommates Mm -hmm. and we did a lot of just going out, exploring or ordering in was actually more so because the pandemic was Mm -hmm. still huge. So we would just order a lot of food. So I just started cooking at home. I didn't care if it was healthy at this point. I didn't care if I was frying it. I just wanted to get in the habit of going to the grocery store and cooking my own meals regardless of I wasn't doing anything with food I wasn't tracking it Mm -hmm. I wasn't logging it I didn't care if I was having pasta as long as it was made at home I was trying to break the habit of ordering in Mm -hmm. because that was my biggest thing was ordering food that's that's a really important step to take too because say you know, you're so used to eating out all the time, all the time. And then all of a sudden you have this huge change. You're only making your foods, but you have to make them healthy. Like it could be a very overwhelming feeling to just completely three, 180 your life and switch into all these different habits. And that's why they always say exactly what you said. You had to go very slow because when you're starting these little changes in your habits, if you do all or nothing, you're setting yourself up for failure. 
if you start to implement them a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, you're going to build all these actual sustainable habits. So that's awesome that you sort of knew, like, did you know you were doing that or like, I did. I feel like a lot of times people are like all or nothing. That's it. I'm doing this. That's it. So, but you knew that you had to do things slowly to make it, you know, achievable. Yes, because I've struggled with weight since I was young. So this is actually my second time losing weight. I lost weight when I was really young. I was like 13, 14, I think, maybe even younger. Mm -hmm. I lost like 30 pounds. And at that age, that's a significant amount to lose. I didn't do it the right way. I did what what most people do is they go on this crazy diet. They start hitting the treadmill and they just run, 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 and they lose all this weight. And then you start eating again Mm -hmm. and you typically gain it right back. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I was just so unhealthy. Like there was no way for me to just go straight into a diet. I would have lost all of my motivation. I would have lost everything. I just, I was super unhealthy. There was just no way. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to do something small. Like I probably wasn't even working out at this point. Wow. Um. So when you first, when you did first start working out, what kind of, did you create your own program? Were you following other people's programs? What were you doing? So I started off with Beachbody um, because I had success with it when I was younger. And at 200 pounds, I was just not confident to go to the gym. And on top of that, The gyms were still requiring like masks and all these things. And it just wasn't Mm -hmm. a good time for me to step foot into a gym at that point. Mm -hmm. So I think I was doing one, two, maximum three days at home with Beachbody using specifically TurboFire, which is a lot of hit based workout Mm -hmm. and 21 day fix, which is more strength training dumbbell workout. So I was doing like one day of each. That's it. Just like two days at home. Gotcha. Um, and when did you go into your like macro counting and when did you feel comfortable enough to go into the gym? So I did beach body and like YouTube videos. I honestly didn't have a structured program. I was just doing whatever I wanted that day, which is an issue, but at least it was getting my body moving mm-hmm. around. I want to say the macro counting came far into my journey. I started to go to the gym, I would say, I I don't remember specifically, but I want to say at least three to four months into working out at home. Gotcha. So wherever that would have been is when I started to go to Planet Fitness. Okay. And at that point, I had started the Slay app by Mari, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, the influencer that I won her challenge from too. She has a bunch of different programs that you can pick. And I knew that I loved lifting weights since I was young. I loved free weights. So a lot of dumbbells, barbells, things like that. And she had this really awesome tailored program for beginners at the gym and having her program honestly just got me into that routine of strength training at the gym. Gotcha. That's awesome. So how did you, I know a lot of times when, especially when you don't feel comfortable going to the gym and then you start going, you can get a lot of gym anxiety. Um, What are some things, like, did you experience that? And if you did, what are some things that sort of helped you through that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Again, being, it doesn't matter what weight you are, but especially being heavier than what you are used to, Mm -hmm. it was intimidating because you don't know, you don't know what other people are going to think about you and you shouldn't care, but the honest truth is you You do. do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Every, everyone says like, just don't care about what people think about you at the gym, Mm -hmm. but keeping it real, like I do on my page, you do, you're going to care and people are going to look at you. And I think people need to normalize that and just remember that you're at the gym for yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you have a goal in mind, you're going to have to overcome that fear of people looking at you because sometimes they are going to, regardless if it's, they're just looking at you for your form or they're, some people just look, you know what I mean? So some things that I did, and I recommend this to anyone that is nervous, especially for lifting weights, I would always start off with a five to 10 minute walk on the treadmill. The way that my gym was set up, I had a perfect view of the weight section. Mm -hmm. So during those five to 10 minutes of me just walking at the beginning of my workout, I was able to see what equipment was open for me, which was awesome because when you're nervous and timid, you can go straight to that machine. Like whether it's a lap pull down or the dumbbell rack or the bench, like I remember getting so nervous if there wasn't a bench open, because what do you do? You have to like stand there awkwardly waiting for like a bench or something. So that five to 10 minute walk, I would literally look and I see now I'm a looker myself, but I would look at people. And then as soon as the machine opened up, I would stop the treadmill and head right over and do my weights. And that got me used to at least using the equipment like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And honestly, like gym anxiety, I still experience it to this day. And I've been working out since, I don't know, when's it? 20, I graduated 2017, 2015, when I worked at the rec center. And like, I would watch people like see, like when I work there, that's sort of like my intro into fitness. Cause I would work there and I'd watch people. And I'd see what they're doing. And then after shift or the next morning, I would be like, okay, I want to try that. But then, you know, you get nervous to do it. Or if you're trying something new, you're obviously always going to get nervous. And then to this day, what is it like almost six, seven years later, I still get nervous sometimes. I'm like, oh, people are going to watch me. I'm doing this. Or if you're feeling a little bloated that day and you don't want to wear your sports bra, like you still get that gym anxiety. Like it doesn't matter how long you've been in the gym, you're still going to experience it, especially for me, I'm on Staten Island and I'm sure Boston has this type of feel too, but like depending on the gyms you go to, you still have some of these uh like bodybuilding crazy yeah. people that obviously like like for me, I look up to some people like that. Like I'm like, wow, they're ripped, they're insane, like they're doing these crazy workouts. That's awesome. And then here's me doing my little kayak rows or face pulls. <laughs> and yeah. So I was actually going to say that, that I actually loved seeing people that I could look to and be like, I want to look like her. Mm-hmm. Like that would motivate me. Like it was intimidating because they did look so good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, she's motivating the heck out of me right now. Yeah. Like I she worked hard for that body and I'm going to do the same. So mm-hmm. that's why I like the gym too, because it is a, a motivator. I feel like yeah. within itself, just different people and seeing different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why I love like my CrossFit gym. Like 
I'm surrounded by the most badass women I've ever experienced in my life. Like the coaches, Nicolette and Sam, Gianna, like they're all insane. Like they are so strong. They have incredible bodies. They've worked so hard and they know what it takes. Like they know that they got their nutrition has to be in check. They know that they um, have to stay consistent in their workouts. But you know what? They also go out to bridal showers or to baby showers or go out for a night with their friends. Like they're living this like very balanced life, which is what obviously I myself and probably a lot of other people strive to uh, achieve every day is this, this real balance of everything where you're not giving up an entire food group just to lose weight, but you're also enjoying having fun with your friends and, you know, living in our twenties and early thirties and, you know, living our lives the way we should be. So definitely I love going to the gym. I love connecting with new people and learning from people too. Um, and I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like also the gym, it can be intimidating, but there's so many ways around it. Like I said, that treadmill trick is one of them, but you can also go into a separate room. And I remember doing this a lot at Planet Fitness. They had the, you know, like the 360 room or whatever it's called, where they had like 30 minute workout. Mm -hmm. Well, they had like a really huge mirror at my Planet Fitness. And that was like my savior because that's where I would go and I would bring like the barbells and I would bring yeah. the dumbbells in with me. And I look like this crazy woman and like pulling all this stuff because it was yep. on the other side of the gym. But you have to do what you have to do. Exactly. You know, I didn't feel comfortable doing it in front of everyone. So what did I do? I went into this room mm-hmm. and that's where I would do a lot of my workouts was in this room. And I would look at the mirror to try to correct my form mm-hmm. and until you get the confidence to be out there with everyone else, but going into a private room, into a little room, into the corner of the gym makes the difference, honestly, because, you know, you feel more secluded and you have more confidence to do your workout. Yeah. And you know what I love about your journey too, is that you're showing people that you don't need to be like these influencers that go to these crazy gyms that, they're spending hundreds of dollars on a month. Don't get me wrong. I spend a lot of money on CrossFit every month, but it's okay because I fucking love it. But like you really only need $10, $20. Go get a uh, membership to Planet Fitness. It's all the same. It's depending on what you're putting into your workout, how you're structuring it. And you can have a great workout and see the the exact same results as someone who's paying, you know, $200 to like Alpha Land or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's... Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, the equipment is there. Exactly. You just have to put in the work. And exactly. I say that to everyone all the time. Like the equipment is there. Um, I lost a lot of weight at Planet Fitness. Planet mm-hmm. Fitness has a little sweetheart, sweet spot in my heart <laughs> because I was there for a month. I, yeah. it, I was there for like, oh my God, I think like nine months. Like it yeah. was a long time that I was there. And yeah, the gym is just a tool to help you but you just need to utilize it Mm -hmm. but I'm all for for cheap gyms yeah even the even um doing stuff at home I know you started off doing body weight stuff at home in your in your apartment like I see all those videos on your Instagram like you do not need much you can do body weight if you're starting out you can get a couple of light dumbbells from Target Walmart Amazon whatever and just put it to work that's why you do all this hit workout hit workouts those are 
incredibly, um, oh, the word, the word, effective, incredibly effective yeah. if I, you're doing yeah. it right. Very, very, yeah. I remember when I started at home, I only had mm-hmm. eight pound dumbbells because during the pandemic, everyone went crazy and, and started buying all the, yeah. the gym equipment. And the only thing I had was an eight, eight pound dumbbells at home for yeah. like the first three to four months. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that. I was trying to get my hands on a couple of dumbbells. Cause... You couldn't get anything. They were no. gone. Because <laughs> I was in the academy when COVID hit. Crazy. And I was like, oh, the gym at the academy should still be open. Like we're still working out there. And then all we were allowed to do was run. And I was like, oh, I don't. Yeah, oh, I don't want to. Tough, do it was tough times to lose weight, especially during the pandemic. Yes, there were so many restrictions and shortages mm-hmm. on everything. Mm-hmm. And then even when the gyms opened back up, like I was a member of Retro when COVID hit, and then when it reopened, and they were only allowing people in the gym for a certain amount of time, which I did not like at all. Like they were literally looking, and if you were if they were creating a line outside, whoever checked in the latest would have to leave and I'm like oh no we don't like that um it's crazy but I know a lot of times like when you're documenting your journey on social media and stuff everyone always see everyone feels like it's a a real like a it's not you're showing the best parts of your journey but obviously I know you're super open with everything you're transparent and there's a lot of ugly parts of weight loss as well. So do you want to touch upon some of those ugly parts? Yes. Um, There's a lot of them. I think too much to talk about in an hour. (laughs) But um, I don't think people don't like to show the ugly regardless if it's fitness or whatever you're documenting on social media. Um, I don't like to document the ugly, but I do sometimes, especially my number one question is, do I have loose skin? Mm -hmm. Yes, I was 200 pounds. I carried it mostly all in my stomach and in my arms, and I do. I still actually carry fat that I'm trying to get rid of. That's actually one of my goals is to lower my fat percentage of my body, and it's very hard to do, and there's been a lot of tears because when you're not seeing the results, when you're on social media and all you see is all the positive and you see all these people losing all this weight and they look fantastic and you're over here busting your ass working out at this point, tracking macros, Mm -hmm. logging all your food. Doing everything you're supposed to be doing. Everything. Everything that you can possibly do that everyone on social media tells you to do. Mm -hmm. And you still don't look how you want to. That's hard. It's just like this pressure that social media, I think, puts in our heads that we have to achieve. Like everyone's like, how long did it take you? You know what? For me, it might have taken two years for another person, it might take five months. And like, that's so hard is like not comparing yourself to other people. And unfortunately, with me, I've always had this pressure to be almost like perfect. And that stems from my childhood was, you know, there were so many things that were expected from me. And when I go and document these things on social media, sometimes I feel like a hypocrite because I'm like, you know what? Like I still have fat on my body and I still have, I don't have the, like all this muscle on my body Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be that way. I don't know why, like we are 
like our brains are conditioned to feel like fitness has to be the super lean and fit person. It's not always like that. And it's just very hard. You, you know, social media has this way of making it feel like no matter what we do, it's never going to be enough. Like you were saying that you're trying to, you know, you're doing it, you're not seeing the results you wanted. Half the people are going to be like, oh, well, you just lost 60 pounds. What do you mean? But yeah, I lost those 60 pounds, but I'm still not where I want to be. And I don't, tr- I, I truly believe this is that I don't think we will ever be where we want to be. Because as soon as you do a cut, you're going into a bulk, then you're going back into a cut, then you're going into a bulk, like you're always trying to do something different and build yourself in a different way. You could 100% hit that goal weight that you have in your brain. But when you get to that goal weight, you're picking yourself apart differently. Oh, I want to, I want to work on this, or I want to work on this, or, you know, I want to build a bigger butt. So maybe I should be eating more. And then that number goes up. It's such a vicious cycle. And social media doesn't help because you have all these people who lose, have a huge weight loss, right? 60, 80, 100 pounds. And then they look flawless because what did they, they had uh, skin removal surgery. They had a tummy tuck. They did this, 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 and this. And then not to mention all the Photoshop that goes into behind all these pictures as well on social media. But like, I give you a lot of credit for, you know, being so open and talking about all these hard things and especially coming on here and talking about, um, you know, the hardships of losing weight because a lot of times people are just saying, oh, you lost weight, that's incredible, good for you. And then it never really talks about what that whole journey did to your mental health, whether it you have ups and downs throughout the whole thing. So lots of credit. I give yeah. You. Thank you. The mental health, I think, is the biggest one because there's days that I wake up and I'm the most confident person mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. I, I have this confidence that I've never had. And then there's days where I'm crying on the phone to my sister and I'm telling her that I'm done with this, that I'm, I'm done with trying so hard to still not be where I want to be. And like you said, you're never going to get there. And you need to remember that you probably won't reach 100% of where you want to be because mm-hmm. once you reach that point, you're going to want to be better. Yeah. But it's just the mental game. And I don't think people talk about how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Again, like they only portray the good part. It's hard. Like it's not easy waking up at six in the morning to go get my workout in. It's not mm-hmm. easy to then have to rush to work for an eight to nine hour shift cleaning mm-hmm. patients teeth and, and then to come home. And, you know, I don't even have kids at this point. I can't even imagine people like you that have a baby or kids that they have to cater to and then to come home and cook and log and enter everything it's hard it's it's a lot of work is it worth it absolutely but I think people need to talk about these things like the weight isn't just gonna come off like you need to work really hard at it and be very consistent which my page is all about is Mm -hmm. consistency if I I don't even know if I just stop working out for like a whole week, I'll gain weight. That's just my body. I know that's how how I am. Do I have to go hard every single day? No, but I can at least get up and walk 10 minutes in the morning to keep me on track. Yeah, it's mm, there's so many hardships. I know I was gonna say if there's any other huge like like we were saying, calling it like ugly parts that, that people don't realize that you go through during this whole journey. 
I think just doubting yourself is one of the biggest parts. You're going, you're going to doubt yourself and you're going to want to give up. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like having a support system, whether it's a friend, a group of friends, a partner, whatever it may be. I think I texted my sister and my friend hundreds of times just saying like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And you have to be like strong enough to not give up. Like it's, it's just not easy. I don't know. Like you just, it's not fun. Like it, it's not, it's not always like you feel confident and great. Yeah. Like sometimes you feel like shit and you feel like you're not good enough and it, it's just hard. Absolutely. And I, with what you're saying, like there's definitely, it's definitely okay to have your good days and bad days. Like this whole week. So I had my best friend's wedding on Friday night and this, the whole week leading up to it, I was like off my program. I had so much stuff to do, like getting stuff ready for the wedding and then working and I was doing different training. So I was working different hours and all this stuff. And so I was off my program. I wasn't, um, eating the way I should have. And I was like, I feel like shit. I'm going to look like shit in this dress. Was not feeling confident whatsoever. But let me tell you, I've been consistent every other week leading up to it. And with my workouts too, I put that dress on, no spanks, and I felt... But you looked hot. I saw your picture. You looked amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I felt so good. I felt good. so confident all night. And... It's good. It's okay to have those good and bad days, whether it's your mental health, whether it's you had a shitty workout, whether you just, you know, you were in a bind, you needed to grab what McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, something on the way home from a long day. Like, it's okay to have those off days. But the whole point is to the next day or the next meal or that next workout, you're picking it up and you're back to that 100%. Like you're back to giving it your all. So I think that's also something that people don't realize. People think, oh, I had McDonald's. For lunch so I guess the whole day is ruined I might as well go eat a whole pizza for dinner like no you had a meal I wouldn't say bad meal I don't like to I don't know who it was but someone told me don't categorize things as good or bad because then you're giving this yeah. um connotation to that thing and it just it doesn't do well so all right you had McDonald's for lunch cool for dinner that's fine. Go eat salmon and some vegetables and rice. Like, pick right back up. Your whole day isn't ruined or the whole week isn't ruined. And, you know, it, it is what it is. You have to go out and, what, went out with your friends? You enjoyed yourself with your friends. That's all that matters. Yeah, and my journey has been really catered to that because even on social media, I try to advocate for, like, just keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a bad day, a bad week, you just keep going. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you said, if you had McDonald's the night before, if you sit there and you dwell on, oh my God, I had McDonald's. Oh my God, I ate the burger. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I'm so freaking stupid that I had those French fries. You know what? Your body already ate it. Your bo- It's already yeah. in your body. There's nothing you can do because you already ate it besides mm-hmm. acknowledge the fact that you ate it. Try to figure out why you ate it and then keep going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's something I had to learn. And again, this is an ugly part because I had a really bad problem with binge eating. I mean, we were ordering like Burger King and McDonald's and McFlurries at like one in the morning. Like yeah. that's how bad my eating was. Mm-hmm. And I just have to remember if I do binge, if I do get 
McDonald's even now, it's fine. It's fine. Acknowledge why I did it. Mm-hmm. And the next day I continue on with my routine. It's and then you just... can try and plan a little bit better too. Be right. like, oh, did I not pack Absolutely. my meal the night before? So then you know that night, let me pack my meal tonight so that way I don't forget it in the morning and I have to do the same thing. Like you're always learning, always bettering yourself for the next time. Always, you know, you can change things. You can, but like you said, don't dwell on it. It is what it is. And there's no need to give yourself any of that negative self-talk either for doing it because that's a huge you thing too. Then you're just going to keep mm-hmm. running back into that problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you were saying that, you know, it's hard to balance um, work and wedding planning and social life and working out and everything. So talk to me about, you know, what your day looks like. Maybe take us through a day in your life, um, like when you're working and, you know, how do you find the time or what are some tips and tricks you use to balance everything? So... I started to go to the gym in the morning, I would say around, it was cold, so probably around February of 2021. And I was that person that judged people for going in the morning. I said I would absolutely never be that girl that wakes up at 530 to go to the gym. Those people are crazy and they're nuts. And I am one of those crazy nut people now. I was so exhausted after work to come home and do a workout. Mm -hmm. And this was back when I was a lot heavier too. So I would come home, I would change and I would sit on my couch and I would say, I'm getting up in five minutes. Those five minutes never came. I would just sit on the couch and not work out. And I knew that that wasn't working for me. So I was like, let me go and work out in the morning. And ever since then, working out in the morning helps me have a routine that's sustainable for my busy lifestyle. So I wake up usually around, I would say 5.45, 6. And then I'm usually at the gym either between 6.30, 6.45 or 7. My schedule changes depending when the first patient is scheduled. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I kind of cater to that. But I'm always at the gym by 7 a.m. And then I usually strength train for about 45 to an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. If I have the time, I'll do like a 10 minute walk. If I don't, then I leave that for after work. This Mm -hmm. is something new that I'm doing. And then I go to work, normal, usually 8.30 to 5, 9 to 5, whatever the schedule is. I'm always out by 5. And then I'll come home. I take my dog out. I go for a walk with her. I drink my protein shake during that walk so I can get my protein shake in. We'll come back in. I'll play with her a little bit more. And then I'll start cooking dinner pretty much. Once I'm done cooking, tracking everything, we'll sit down. We'll eat dinner with my fiance. We'll try to watch a show. And then we'll shower, try to um, have – I make like oats, overnight oats or Mm -hmm. yogurt for the next day. So I put that in the fridge. And it's a boring day. That's my day. By that point, it's probably 10 o'clock. In between all of that, I'm editing videos. I am editing content, mm-hmm. replying to followers yes, yeah. like throughout the whole day, even if it's in between patients. Like, I hope my boss never cares because I'm always <laughs> on my phone. 
And I'm like, I'm going to get fired one day because as soon as I dismiss that patient and I clean my room, I'm on my phone and I'm like replying to someone. Yeah. I'm like getting a or a workout ready to post. Yeah. Like in the beginning, it was actually so bad that my fiance sat down with me and he was like, I know that you're really trying to get content out there. He's like, but you are giving me zero attention. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Like it's like, that's how bad it was that I was like neglecting him yeah. because I would come home and I would be on my phone trying to, I never even had TikTok before I started my journey. That's mm-hmm. how much I like not creative at all. I could care less about TikTok and Instagram yeah. and to go from that to now putting up my own videos. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Like someone asked me, how do you find the time? And I say, any single minute I have, I'm doing something. And it's hard, but it's manageable. Yeah. But working out in the morning makes everything so much better. Yeah, I can't. So when I worked day tours, when I first got to my precinct, I would, we'd work from seven to three, four, like 3.40. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. I was so tired from standing all day that I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go home you know, eat something, and then I'll go to the gym tonight. Never went to the gym that night. But now, even when I was in the academy, when I worked four by, so the tour starts at 3 p.m., and we get out at 11.30, um, depending on what's going on. But um, I'll wake up. First thing I do in the morning, go straight to the gym. Um, Get that in. Now with the baby, I'll take her to the gym with me sometimes, or if Carlos is home, I'll leave her with him, and then I'll go. But I go to the gym, I come home, I get myself settled with food, getting her ready for the day. And then it's it's just crossed off my to-do list for the day, first thing in the morning. And I love that feeling. And then it also gives you this like energy to keep going about your day. And then you feel productive and you feel, okay, I had a really good workout. So I'm going to have a really good lunch. I'm going to have a really good snack. Really good. Like you're, you're good throughout the day. So definitely agree that I'm definitely a morning workout. Maybe not 6, 7 a.m., like 9 a.m. is good. I but. wish that I could go at 9. I wish I had that time. I yeah. just, I don't. Like, With it's work either 6.37 or 6, 7 p.m. And I can't go at that time. Well, it's actually I just, I have funny. No like, idea. when I worked, before I was a cop, I worked at Yelp. So I was working in New York City. And I got a membership to New York Sports Club um, by NYU. And it was the nicest gym I've ever been to in my life. My ass was waking up at 4.45 to get on the city bus, to go to the city, to go work out before work. Then I'd take the train back downtown from uh, Madison Square Park, back down and go to the gym again after work because I was obsessed with that gym. Obsessed. When I first started the gym, I was religiously there by... 6 30 the latest oh like I was there usually by like 6 15 yeah like I was for months just I was just so focused I was at the gym in the morning yeah you know what you need that you need that consistency like we keep saying you need that routine of being there at the same time every single day because then say what you say you have off one day and you go later gym's probably freaking packed and you're gonna like it's gonna throw yeah. you all off your what, what's normally open is taken and there's so many people like that would just throw me off. I know when I go at night, I can't do it. Cause all these- in the morning, it's emptier too. 
Mm-hmm. So exactly. for all of the girlies struggling with anxiety and all these things, that's why I really went in the morning yeah. too. There was like a handful of people at six in the morning and we all knew each other. And mm-hmm. there was, you know, people that actually were motivating me and actually took the time to ask me like, oh, like, like, what are you training for? And I said, well, you know, like I, I've gained all this weight and I was at Planet Fitness for nine months and there was actually mm-hmm. this guy, an older guy, and he was just like impressed with like my consistency and determination. Like you really start to, when it's, you know, only a couple people in the gym, yeah. you really start to know like, oh, he's a usual, he's a usual, she's a usual. Yeah. And it helps with the anxiety, but it also like makes you want to work more because you're like, wow, like a stranger is like, you know, commending me for my progress. Yeah. Like, I, I can't let that stranger down. Like, yeah, I still think about him to this day because I just left Planet Fitness and I never mm-hmm. told him. And I was like, he probably thinks I gave up on myself when, when I just switched gym. <laughs> but like, I still think about him because he was so like yeah. amused by like my progress. And like, it yeah. was just a stranger. I don't even remember his name, honestly, but I just remember he was so kind. And I'm like, wow, like just going in the morning is different and it's not for everyone i'm not trying to convince people that are my fiance won't go he refuses to wake up with me i have tried (laughs) month after month because he doesn't go after work when he has a long day yeah and i told him why don't you just come with me in the morning he won't do it so listen some people you neither will call us they're not not he's not a morning person he never has been never will be can't convince them otherwise it's not for everyone but if you are struggling with like gym anxiety I think it's great because it's empty empty yeah um so I know you're talking about your content and everything like why did you start posting on social media in the first place like oh I wish people could see my face right now (laughs) (laughs) um so I posted the first picture before I even knew that I won Mari's challenge mm-hmm. and I had we had to submit like a transformation picture to be entered for a winner mm-hmm. so I had that picture there and I texted one of my friends and I was like already just like contemplating if I wanted to share this on social media and she was like Cynthia you have worked incredibly hard throughout all these months she goes just post the picture she's like just make a fitness account and post a picture at this point in order to win mari's challenge you had to post like daily on your um, instagram story like Mm -hmm. doing the workouts and like drinking your water or what going out for a walk so i was already posting a lot of fitness content on my personal page Mm -hmm. my friend was like just make a fitness page. She goes, you're already doing everything on your personal page. Yeah. Why don't you just start documenting it on an actual fitness page? And I was very nervous. I think I went like two weeks going back and forth with making it, not making it, making it, not making it because it's scary. It's another addition to my busy life. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I was already so busy and I have all these personal goals and things that I have to do, but I decided whatever, let me just add another stress to my life. Why not? You know? So I started to post and then I won Mari's challenge and Mari herself reached out to me on Facebook Messenger and just like congratulating me. We had a few chats back and forth and I'm like, this is 
an influencer that has like over a million followers mm. messaging me right now. Yeah. That gave me such a boost of confidence to keep sharing my journey on social media. And that's kind of how it started. I She reached out to me maybe like a week into my fitness page and she reposted me on her personal page with my transformation picture. And I was like, mm-hmm. If Mari thinks I have a good transformation, <laughs> then fuck this. I'm going to start documenting yes. it on social media because you don't know how people are going to accept you. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just so many content. Like there's so many people out there putting different things. Like yeah. it's not like back in 2005 where there wasn't much out there. Like yeah. Everyone is posting videos and fitness mm-hmm. and whatever your niche is, fashion, whatever. Yeah. But I think, there, I think that, there is a space for everyone and I never seen anybody with my body honestly Mm -hmm. like again never the biggest in the room definitely never the smallest I carry all my weight in my stomach I'm not curvy and I think that that's why I keep posting is because I get a lot of women that say thank you for showing your body I've never seen it and it's important for all bodies to be represented you know what I mean so that's why I keep going and that's why I keep posting and I keeps me accountable too, because when I don't post the workout, I feel guilty and I'm like, I need to go record. I need yeah. to go to the gym and I got to put content out for my followers. Like these people are looking for these things. So mm-hmm. it keeps me accountable, which is amazing because like we talked about, this journey gets really hard and exhausting and yeah. you need to have something to look forward to. Absolutely. Um so sidetrack being that it is such an exhausting thing and you have such a busy life do is there anything that you like to do for self-care this is where I struggle quite a (laughs) bit is still managing everything but Mm -hmm. I go into the sauna at least two to three times a week and I'm in there's a sauna at my gym and I'm in there at least for 30 minutes And I try to put my phone down and I just either listen to music or just chill in that sauna. I've also been walking and I know some people might not find that as self-care, but it is for me. Like I will hop on the treadmill either at home for like another 10 minutes or just like when I'm out with my dog, just walking. And then at the end of the day, we usually like try to put our phones away and like watch an episode with my fiance, with our puppy, Mm -hmm. like on the couch, just like put our phones away like we have to put our phones down because if not I'm constantly on it and looking at things that can make my day worse or better whatever it may be so putting the phone away at least you know at night for 30 minutes is huge love that because we're on our phones so much and there's so much as we're saying so much toxic content sometimes on social media Instagram especially that you know, you're consuming that right before you go to bed, you're not going to get a good night's sleep, you're not going to be set up for a good day the next day. So I love that. Um, so what is your training? How does your trainer training differ now than when you first started? So I've gone from working out at home, doing mostly, you know, hit training, and a little bit of dumbbell workouts to full strength training, at least five times a week. And that consists of a lot of free weights, mainly. So I use a lot of dumbbells and barbells Mm -hmm. as opposed to like the actual machines themselves. So um, I usually do a five-day split 
where I do upper body, lower, upper, lower, and then a full body. And then my cardio, because everyone always asks, is usually a 10 to 15 minute walk, regardless if I do it at the gym or at home. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually not using Slay anymore, which was Mari's guide. I'm using Evolve You by Chrissy Chella, which is another huge influencer that has reposted me. So again, she she reposted you too. Yes, Chrissy Chella has re- reposted my transformation on her story too. Oh, I which did is not nuts. know that. I did yeah. not even see that. It's nuts. Oh, I will post. I posted it on my fitness page Send it to story me, too. That's crazy. Yeah. I will. Yeah, she. Um, she. So her and Mari are like obviously two people I look up to because they're yeah. just badass women with companies and their fitness mm-hmm. goals and. Uh, it's just craziness. <laughs> I know. I love them. They're great. Um, I know a lot of people will talk about the difference between discipline and motivation, but what are some of your motivators in this whole journey? Oh, I believe everyone needs motivators. I always tell people to set small goals, like small realistic goals, like, mm-hmm not I want to lose 60 pounds by this like I don't Mm -hmm. I never did goals like that so my very first goal was that I just wanted to feel better about myself like it's such a broad goal but that was my goal like I just wanted to feel better like I couldn't even put on a shirt and a pair of pants because I hated how everything looked like that's how bad it was or nothing fit actually Mm -hmm. and my goal was just to feel better. Like I just wanted to like throw on a shirt and head out the door and not be so upset because nothing fit me. And then throughout my journey, like six months into my journey, I got engaged. So that was a huge motivator at that point. I knew we were going to be taking engagement photos and, Mm -hmm. you know, the engagement party and the bachelorette and all these things. So when I got engaged, my goal was, to look no not to look my this is specifically what I said was I want to feel confident in a dress for engagement photos Mm -hmm. and I think that's such an important like goal to have because it wasn't weight related I didn't have to step on the scale there wasn't like a set number that I needed to hit it was just I wanted to feel confident in a dress to like Mm -hmm. twirl around and take pictures and all these things and having that goal like just motivated me for months. We took engagement photos May of this year. And what did I do? I got two dresses that I felt completely confident in and we went to take these pictures and they were like amazing. So I had, (laughs) thanks. So I had that goal and then now I have obviously the wedding, Yeah. which it's similar, similar goal. I want to just feel the best that I can feel when you have no confidence in yourself and when you I hate to say this but hate yourself because I did for months I hated everything from how I was acting and this is something I didn't talk about but when I was 200 pounds I was so angry and I didn't even know if it was at myself if it was at other people it was just this anger that I had and it was going off to different people like I remember not having the best relationship with my fiance 
mm-hmm. not having good relationships with my friends. I was envious of people, which is a really bad trait to have. Mm-hmm. But I was envious of others, like accomplishments and people were having like all this fun and all like doing all these things and being 200 pounds. I was just angry, envious, anxious all the time. And I have this like relief almost now. And it's a hundred percent from this journey, like just one being more confident, obviously, and how you look, but two mentally just having a routine, going to the gym in the morning, getting those endorphins going, which helps Mm -hmm. with anxiety too, has changed a lot for me because I just, I don't even know what it was. I was not a happy person and it was very sad because I could have gone down a path that was very, very scary. Um, And I lost my train of thought with your question, but (laughs) just wanted to touch base on (laughs) like how this journey isn't just about physical changes. Like mentally, I'm a Mm -hmm. lot happier. My relationship with my partner is thriving. I like, if I can't control something, I don't freak out. I used to freak out. And that comes from being so anxious Mm -hmm. all the time. Like, so I think that besides the physical changes, this journey is going to help you or can help you mentally too. Oh, 100%. It's it's so connected. That's why for this show, like the whole podcast in general, I wanted to have to make sure we had this connection on each episode on fitness and mental health, nutrition and mental health. Like mental health is connected to every single thing you do. And it has such a direct correlation to what you're doing with your body how you're fueling your body how you're honoring your body with your workouts and stuff like that so I love that you mentioned that um so we're gonna wrap up um but I want to just hear what your goals are that you have um for yourself in the future and any advice you have for people who are just starting off on their journey or who may be in that same position that you were back in 2020 Yeah. So for anyone that is looking to start their fitness journey, I know it's so broad, but I say just start. Um, You don't have to wait for the holiday to pass or, you know, Monday to come. Like you can start on a random like Tuesday night, like just start. Definitely have a plan. My favorite ones, which I always recommend are Beachbody, The Slay Up by Mari, or Evolve You by Chrissy Cella, just because I've had such great results from all of them. Mm-hmm. And take it slow, take it one step at a time. Like I didn't, I wasn't hip thrusting the first day I was over there just watching what I ate. So <laughs> take it slow. Um, and yeah, I, I think those would be like my number two is just have a plan because you want to follow a structured plan and then take it slow. Don't just jump right into it. And then personal goals for myself is physically to lose more body fat and to just be the most confident person I can be, whether, you know, that's working out or being at work. Like I just want to be a happy, confident person. And I never want to go back to feeling like that anxious, envious person. I never want to go back there. 
Thank you so, so much for taking your time out today to talking about me, talking to me about everything um, that, you know, you've been through on your fitness journey. I'm honored that you wanted to share it with me on the show. And I'm very excited for everyone to hear a more like in-depth um, conversation of, you know, what you've gone through and how it's affected you and everything. So I think this is a really great episode. I'm very excited for everyone to hear it. And I will make sure that I am tagging your Instagram in the show notes. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was a great chat. Mm-hmm.